Welcome back to the Unstuck Movement. I am your host, Rob Z. This platform was created for you to find the strength to break through those barriers that have been holding you back in your life, to break the chains that may have been holding you back. So I'd love to bring amazing people on this podcast who have incredible stories of transformation and breakthrough. How did they get unstuck? And I hope that story helps you to get unstuck at whatever area you're stuck at in your life. I gotta thank the Connected Leaders Academy, the CLA for making this podcast possible. Jose Escobar, make sure you reach out to him. I'll tag him in the show notes, Connected Leaders Academy, check them out. I've had uh, life-changing experiences and met amazing relationships from that group. So make sure you invest some time in understanding what the CLA is all about. And in speaking of investing some time, today I have an incredible guest with me, Mr. Bernie McGraw. So Bernie, is a dedicated executive and health coach who brings over three decades of experience to guide individuals on their paths to well-being. With a remarkable 38-year tenure as a worship pastor, he seamlessly combines his passion for spirituality and leadership. Bernie is married for 35 years, is not only a loving father of five, but also a cherished grandfather to seven, embodying a life rich in family, faith, and service. Bernie, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement. Rob, it's excited to be here. I've enjoyed connecting with you, and uh, there's nothing more powerful than a story. And um, I, I always, always uh, count it a privilege when I can share my story. Yeah, I, I love the stories of breakthrough, the stories of perseverance that people have because it inspires us, right? That's how, that's where we get our inspiration for ourselves to continue to grow and, and take ourselves to new levels of breakthrough in our life and as with every episode on this show, I love to start with a question. Because I feel like if you ask the right questions, you get the right breakthrough in your life, you find the right answers. And I love what you had said to me when we were leading into this conversation about that one yes that did everything for you. So I want to ask you, how can one yes change your life? And how did one yes change your life? How did that lead to you getting unstuck? Well, Rob, I think it's sort of like everything in life you know we can think about change we can think about what we need what we want um but thinking about it isn't really enough a decision has to be made and um so i've learned that throughout throughout 60 years now of life that um uh, it's really all about decision no matter what area of life you're talking about and so for me as you mentioned, uh, I was I served as a worship pastor for 38 years, uh, just stepped down from full time position in July of this year. But I have to take you back um, a few years. Uh, so uh, six years ago, right, uh, right before, about this time of year, I, um, I was very, very stuck in my health, um, which caused me to be very stuck in my emotions and my mindset my quality of life, everything about it. Um, very uh, kind of a darker season for me. And I'm not really prone to that direction um, per se, uh, but just really uh, the stress and the, 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 the emotion of, of, of life got to me. And, and my, my go, we all have go-tos, right? When, when we have those stress, the stress moments and disappointments. And so, Mine tended to be more based on food, um, 
So I, I grew up in a very strict kind of environment in a church world. And so I didn't have a lot of vices that a lot of people have. So my vice, <laughs> the one that was acceptable in the local church was food. And uh, so anyway, long story short, uh, I found myself right then um, six years ago, 75 pounds heavier than I should have been. Uh, I was on five meds for blood pressure and cholesterol, uh, pre-diabetic and, and just just really, really miserable. Mm. And um, my wife and I had won a trip to uh, Mexico uh, from buying a car at a certain dealership here in this area. And I didn't really think it was real, but it was. We got we actually got a trip to Mexico. So I'm on Mexico in the, in the at the beach. My wife said, hey, I got to go take a call. She's a realtor. I thought she was doing some real estate work. Well, come to find out. So I'm at the beach praying, God, I need to do something in, in 2018. I got to do something. I can't live life like this. I was miserable. Um, it's weird how that our physical side connects to our emotions, which connects to our spiritual, which really connects to every area. So long story short, I'm praying that prayer. Little did I know she was actually on a phone call with a, a, a friend that she hadn't connected with for quite a few years. And that friend was actually a health coach. Um, telling her about a certain program and uh, my wife's getting the download to my prayer as mm. i'm making the prayer on the beach so uh long story short jumped on a program um just to lose some weight and little did i know that one yes truly truly was a life uh transformational yes because what it did for me personally, yeah, I lost 76 pounds, cleaned up my blood work, you know, felt so much better wearing clothes that I wore in high school, which is kind of crazy as a 54 year old man. But better than all of that, it was sort of like I did an internal reboot of my emotions and my mindset. So that, yes, energized everything about my life. And, and even the way I led worship uh, just really, really invigorated who I was. So. Mm. The power of one yes has a way to duplicate itself and kind of a ripple effect, so to speak. So that was uh, that was probably one of the most powerful yeses I ever made it was that one on the beach that day. Uh, and I made it before I had the answer. So I just want to encourage somebody that's listening today. Obviously, it doesn't have to be in the area of health, but sometimes we have to make the decision in our mind first and our heart first. Mm -hmm. And then the answer actually comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah making the decision to say yes is a huge step but all the work that comes in after saying the yes is obviously the path that gets you there right so um that's really interesting that you were praying about that on the beach while she's making the phone call and the connection so i guess i'm, I'm curious just for my own curiosity uh with you and your wife like that that spiritual connection the two of you have together has that been something that has been going on throughout your relationship where you notice god working with the two of you and uh some some synchronicity there between the two of you when when things are happening in your lives yeah i think you know the nice the nice part of of marriage you know let me just preface by saying no marriage is perfect so 35 years you know we've had good bad ugly so to speak uh but you know we we've we've stuck through things. And, and um, um, so what I find many times is certain areas that I might be weak and she's strong, vice versa. And so there's that healthy balance. And, uh, you know, she literally told this, this lady that, that she was talking to, she said, Bernie's never going to do this. He will not do this. <laughs> she, so she didn't even tell me about it until like eight, 10 days later. And oh, what happened okay. was she actually gave me that 
as a Christmas gift. That was my Christmas present was my first month on this program. But she didn't want to tell me because she was afraid I wouldn't do it. But little did, you know, the yes enabled me to say, well, I can't, I want to get to a destination and I can't choose the car in which I'm going to get there. So it was kind of like, okay, God, it was, it, it was really a no brainer, mm -hmm. but I'm just thankful that, um, yeah, that there was that level of working together and it was her love. She could see what was happening to me internally, not just physically. Um, she wanted me, me to be happy. And, um, so I think there was, there was a, a working together on that for sure. And, you know, being in the, the state of health that you were in, I think this is really important for people to hear, too, um, because it affects every single part of your life. And there's something much deeper to it, right? It's not just uh, being unhealthy physically. It starts from something unhealthy inside of us. So what was that for you? And you can go as far into that as you want to or as surface as you want to, but I'm curious because I know the, the inside... The outside always reflects the inside. What was it about what was going on with you that uh, kept you in that stuck place? Well, you know, um, be, being in, in, in serving as a on, on as a worship pastor, you know, it's just a lot of um, stress that can come along with that. So again, I use the phrase "good, bad, and ugly." It's probably one of the most rewarding things you can do, but it's also one of the most stressful things that 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 you can do, um, and so. I, I think there was a compilation of a lot of things that led up to that um, part of the 38 years. It was really some heartache. There was some disappointments. Um, and it just, I allowed, you know, I allowed the, the setting of, of disappointment to then come out in my habit structure, which was, but it was really, it was a, an emotional part. It wasn't like a physical craving. I have to eat this or I have to, you know, it was literally, it was, it was literally an emotional based um, issue for me mm -hmm. um, because that was my go-to if I was disappointed, if I was hurt. Um, it was just kind of one of those, those places. I think we all have what I term safe places that we go to mm -hmm. um, when we're struggling for some, it might be alcohol, drugs, you know, pornography, whatever it might be. Um, but th that was mine. And so uh, it was definitely a reflection of inside. And I think that was the concern for my wife at that time was she saw me um, kind of um, isolating myself and really not having the involvement. I mean, I was here, kids getting married, grandbabies being born. I was happy, but some of it was being forced. Um, probably would have never admitted that I was maybe depressed, but looking back now that I'm in a healthy place, I could see that probably I was depressed and, and should have maybe handled things that way differently. Mm -hmm. But I'm just thankful that that, you know, you said it, that one yes really impacted who I am today in every area of my life. So I love that, that man, the snowball effect that comes from that. What, so you, you start to lose the weight. What changed? I, I'm, this is the kind of stuff I, I loved it to hear about because this is really the, the getting unstuck part of life. What changed with you as you were going through that process, right? So as far as the way you thought, the way you acted, I mean, of course, you probably had more energy, you know, I'm sure those things improve, but like, as far as your mindset and outlook towards life go, uh, how did things change as you started to get healthier? Um, when did you notice like, wow, I'm different than I used to be? I've, I don't know what you want to use the word come out of my shell or whatever that might be, but how is that different for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was just a few days in literally I started feeling different. 
um, from a physical standpoint. And again, my whole idea is, 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 you know, in the Bible, it talks about our, we're the temples of the Holy Spirit and you can't separate sections of the temple. So mm-hmm. for me, when I started feeling better physically, and that was just literally in a matter of days, it, it, it gave me hope. Like I felt like there was hope, like, okay, I can actually change. I can actually get to a safe, better place. And Mm -hmm. so that obviously impacted the way my outlook on life. Um, But then as, as the weight started coming off, um, some of the meds started going away, which was my motivation. So I had two motivations. Number one, I I really felt, you know, convicted that I'm on five meds just because I'm overweight. Like Mm -hmm. not, there's not a physical reason, you know, it's not a, it was simply because I was overweight. So that was one of my whys. Second why was I just really wanted to be happy. I just wanted to to show up in a genuine happy way. You know, I led worship. Nobody probably would have known that I did. I was struggling, um, except my you know immediate family. But uh, so it it then began to like kind of move over to my emotions, and I started showing up in a confident way. Like I I had people say, "Man, you're leading worship differently." Well, yeah, it's because I actually felt better physically. I felt better, you know, the confidence level was coming back to me. Um, So it it was a snow, you use the word snowball. That's exactly what happened. And then, you know, my eyes were open to our, the need within our society of severe Mm. obesity and overweight numbers are crazy and they're not getting better this was six years ago those numbers are higher today than it was six years ago when i was a part of that 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 process so you know i started you know people were like man what are you doing you know and i i just i was trying to do my own private little journey like i didn't want anybody to be negative and i also thought i might fail so i didn't want to i didn't want to tell anybody so Mm. for me Oh, I'm just watching what I'm eating. It wasn't a lie because I was watching what I ate, but I was being very specific in my habit structure. But but there came a point where like God opened my eyes to the fact that, man, there's a lot of people that are hurting in their physical being, which is then affecting their emotion, which is then affecting their marriage, which is then affecting the way they are with their children. Mm. Um, so this simple little diet ended up being something that uh, it opened up a whole new arena of ministry for me that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't said yes. And so now I look back in in six years of coaching and just hundreds and hundreds of people that have been able to be impacted as a result of my yes. I don't say that from a place of pride. I say that from a place of, of encouraging somebody that's listening today that, you know, that thing that you're thinking about, that decision you're in the process of praying about and seeking God about or just whatever, man, that can really, really impact so many people if we kind of get out of the fear in our own mind and all of the stuff that comes along with decision making. Sometimes we just got to make that decision and see what God does. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just I love the saying, make your mess your message. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, God, our God is a God of redemption, right? He redeems things and he takes the things that were meant to destroy us and turns them into things that are amazing for us and also that help other people change their lives. And I just love the concept. Like we're all given a mess in our life somewhere. I, I think I, I think every podcast episode, I bring this up. We're all given a mess at some place in our life. And 
if we get through that, when we get through that mess, it turns into a message, yeah. becomes a miracle, and it turns into a message we can help other people with and help them find breakthrough in their lives. And God helps us do that. He, he, he walks us on that path and shows us like this exact place where that where that wound was in your life. Yeah. If you when you when I heal that wound, when you get past that wound, that's that you have so much strength in that place now. And you can speak from that place to go and, and help other people. And I, I just love that, man. I love that so much. What were some specific things? I'm just curious, as far as you and your health journey went, you said it was like simple things that you changed. What did you change that made it dramatic? Like, What was a couple of the things that were like small changes that made dramatic results for you in your weight loss? Well, for me, it was a, it was a very intentional program. So um, it just helped me um, really not have to think a lot about nutrition because much of it was done for me, so to speak. That sounds but then, nice. And then, yeah, it was so easy. It was like what I feared most was it was just such a simple thing. It was kind of like, yeah, I can eat that this often throughout the day. So, uh, you know, it was just being more intentional. Um, and it's interesting because then it, it created what I used to not want to do was move my body because I felt I just wanted to get on the couch. And uh, that was my, you know, get home from my job or rehearsal or whatever, just sit on the couch and watch TV. Uh, so what it did for me was then it, 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 again, I'll use the word snowball. It went into the, you know, my wife and I, you know, would, would, would walk, you know, regularly. Uh, I always enjoyed that anyway, but, uh, um, but then I, then I'm like, man, I, I kind of want to run. And I'm like, I've never been a runner. What, where's this coming from? And, um, and I remember calling my coach and saying, man, Brian, I really want to run. He's like, well, you know, you just let the program do its its work. And uh, so anyway, one of the most rewarding things was so uh, I kind of got to my goal in July of that year. And then I did a 5K turkey trot with uh, my coaches, husband and wife, their two daughters. And then my my family, most of my family all did a 5K for for Thanksgiving that year of 2018. And it was really one of those pinnacle moments of like, wow, you know, because now I'm watching for my family and my grandkids, like all that I was bad. I was the bad dad with like, hey, kids, you want to go to Burger King? You, wanna, you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I was like way too often, way too habitual with that. And uh, so now I'm watching my kids raise the grandkids in a much healthier way. And again, mm -hmm. I don't want to act like I'm this perfect, you know, my my grandkids were over and they cooked, they made uh, decorated sugar cookies for Christmas and, you know, lots of frosting and stuff. So, you know, I'm not coming from that place of perfection, but um, it certainly uh, allowed me to, in moderation, be able to enjoy life. But it just, uh, it just was one of those things. And you can't hide 76 pounds lost. So I finally had to come to grips with the fact that people were asking and that I had an answer. Mm. And if I didn't share the answer, it, the interesting thing too, Rob, is with things like that, it, it's really about trust. Like they, they may not even know about the program that I did, or they may not know anything about it. And I had a couple of people say, you know, I've never done something like this, but you know, I trust you and I know that you wouldn't do something weird. And if this worked for you, it's going to work <laughs> for me. And so it, it just enabled me to help people, um, all throughout my, my family and the, and the three churches that I served to find some freedom and some some hope maybe that they needed in their life. Well, that's what I love too. It's, it wasn't like a pill or something you were taking. It was just like natural things that helped to change dramatic, yeah. dr dramatic changes that happen slowly over time. 
Yeah, and it's something that that was sustainable. So I can, you know, I may not um, eat the same type of food um, the last six years, but it's been something that it's 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 sustainable in such a way that it set me up for a lifetime of success if I if I just make good choices. Sure. So yeah, it wasn't like um, something that I would only do for a certain amount of time and then not do it again. It it literally changed habits so that I can be successful. And that was six years ago. It'll be January 4th was my starting day. So January 4th will be six years. And um, amazing. And I've been able to make a, a true New Year's resolution, right? Yeah. Usually don't stick. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I each January, I go back on our program for a month just to kind of, you know, clean up anything from Christmas and, and mainly for mindset, just to kind of get my mindset focused from kind of the fun of the holidays and kind of, uh, um, I'm a big mindset person, so it just helps me get back into creating goals for the year. And and um, it's so weird that food plays into some of those things, but for me, it really does. I mean, just when I dial in my nutrition, I'm so much better at every area of my life. I'm more disciplined in my walk with the Lord, um, my finances, my relationships. Uh, but then you throw, get me off track that way, and I, I look and I, I'm off track in a lot of ways. And uh, so it's it's interesting how a simple habit like that can can make or break somebody's life. Yeah, really. And it's it's you know, and plus especially in church culture, there's a lot of food usually. There's mm -hmm. a lot of food involved, and it's usually not great food. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's hard to say. It's the acceptable sin, you know. I'm not saying food <laughs> yeah. is sin, but I do think the Bible talks about the word gluttony a little bit in. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we don't really, we're not really good at that message in the local church. So, uh, uh, yeah, um, it's been eye opening, and that's it's actually interesting because I actually got ridiculed a little bit um, uh, from from well meaning, you know, Christians. Uh, and and you know, I just it, I think it comes with everything else. With every decision that you make, with every yes that you make, there's always going to be somebody that will contradict your yes. Sure. And for me, I love because. What happened after that fact, Rob, was down, then a couple years down the road, I really, I think I told you this the other day when we were chatting, but I really took a nosedive into who Bernie was. Like, so it's one thing to lose a bunch of weight and, mm. you know, be happy about that. But then I realized inside there were, there were things, you know, definitely a strong people pleaser. Um, affirmation is really important to me. So, you know, um, almost to a fault. So I started diving, you know, it's one thing to shed weight, but then it, once that was dealt with, then it, I had to go deeper. And so that has been um, a game changer for me is really being able to honestly, my wife and I did something together with that. We did a kind of a, a mastermind group that, that really took us to our, into our personalities and not in a weird way. Is it like a love language kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it, they didn't use those phrases, but it really was, you know, kind of seeing how God made us, but, but with everything, there's a, there's, there's a extremes yeah. and kind of bringing the extremes back into the way God made us. And so it was pretty cool. And, uh, so it's been a, it's been an ongoing, going journey. You know, it's, it's, um, coaching has helped with accountability. Um, and now I, you know, have, I've, I have enjoyed the coaching process so much that I have pivoted and am now not in full-time ministry, but now I'm helping, uh, leaders and and you know other pastors, uh, executive those type of people, uh, kind of quote, giving them a safe place to process.
Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. I talked about this the other day. It's interesting as you dive into the world of being a coach, uh, God, the ultimate coach, steps in and starts to coach you more and more, starts to highlight things. You were just saying about that, the people pleasing mentality, totally me, uh, affirmations, totally me, you know, and realizing that like I would hinge how I felt on those things instead of just like enjoying them. It was like it was it would determine like if I did something or not. Am I going to get affirmed from this? Am I going to get praise from this? And I need the praise to keep going, that sort of thing. Instead of just recognizing, oh, I, I enjoy that. And, you know, coming from my wife, that's wonderful to get praise. If I did something well, it's great give the glory to God, but do not base everything that I do on. If I don't get praise for this, I'm not going to do it or stop doing it because I'm not getting any praise for it and feeling it's like an insecurity. So I'm, mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe get curious on your end too. Like that for me was an insecure part of me. Oh. I'm still working through, right? It's like, I don't, I don't need somebody to tell me basically it's fear of man or fear of God. I think it's what it comes down to. And I fear man more than I fear God. So I've been praying a lot about that. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that man i i i 100 totally totally get it totally understand it and i i think if the world was really honest most people struggle even people that come across so strong and confident mm -hmm. way down deep there's a need to be loved there's a need to be accepted there's a need to have approval um and i i really feel like for me it wasn't from a pride a sense of pride um you know, maybe, I mean, the intention wasn't necessarily just for to be liked or be accepted or whatever. Um, it was more of, I really wanted, for instance, I'm a musician singer. So there's a musical gift that you're presenting to people. Right. Um, Christmas always got me in a real um, emotional kind of tug of war because, you know, you're planning these productions, these concerts, Christmas Eve services, and you really, really want them to go well. You want people, I mean, that's just normal. I think, you know, you want somebody to like your gift. Um, but that could actually, sometimes I would struggle more in the holidays for that reason, mm. um, because, you know, you know, will so-and-so really like this, or is this what they're looking for? Or So it was always a struggle. And I remember there was a Christmas Eve, it was things just didn't go well uh, for for various reasons and um man it, it really messed me up so i'm at home with my family christmas eve and about an hour into it and i'm realizing man i gotta shake this off uh and it was just because somebody said something negative i mean it was just mm. it was something dumb it was a leader but said something negative and here i am i'm at home with my family in a negative funk on christmas eve because one person in the room said something so it was a realization. Do, do I let that one person control the way I feel and function? You right. know, when a thousand other people loved it, you know, it was just one of those 
like, and I had to literally just like make a decision. You talk about a yes. I had to make a decision that, man, I'm going to enjoy my family. The Christmas season musically is done for me. You know, what is done is done. And who liked it, liked it, who didn't, didn't. And, you know, I can't do anything to change it, but yeah. I could change me. Like I yeah. could change the control. And I think that's the word that, that I use when I talk about this part of my life is not letting the need for approval to actually control me. You know, right. it might be there, but I try to put a ceiling on it where, you know, yeah, it goes here and it's not going to control me, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's really good, man, because, yeah, the, the need for approval controls what you do, what you don't do, and then how you show up for other people. Right. Right. And how you yeah. show up for yourself. Yeah. Like you're letting people rent all this space in your head. Yeah. Instead of living your life how you know you should be living, how God intended you to live it with without worrying about that sort of stuff and that's when i when i i had a realization god kind of showed me like uh you know you're fearing man more than you're fearing me and i was like oh yeah and like i need to i need to break that like that's a that's a constant prayer for me because it comes up especially being an entrepreneur you know being a, a coach and, and things of that nature it's like there's going to be like you have to hear so many no's to get a yes so you got to yeah. get used to hearing those no's so you got to be okay with that yeah um, you had mentioned yeah, I was just preparing for this. I love finding out what quotes people live by or sayings that people live by. I find those to be fascinating because there's so much to be said in there. And the one that you share with me was from James Clear. Every action you take is a vote for the person that you wish to become. That comes down to that power of one yes, right? That yes was the action. You said yes to it. But that's so good, man. Every action you take is a vote for the person that you wish to become. So if you're taking the wrong actions, you're voting for you to be the wrong version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I read that this morning and I was like, wow, that's really good. That's really, really good. That that lend just just said something to me of think of the voting process in anything, in elections or whatever it might be. It's like you're 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 inching yourself one step towards a decision. And so every bite you take, right? <laughs> like everything you're eating or drinking or whatever, everything you're watching, everything you're consuming, like you're voting all day long without even realizing. Mm -hmm. You're we're constantly voting, taking every thought captive. You're constantly voting with your thoughts. You can vote a thought out. You can vote a thought in. Um, it just it, okay. it, it sparked a bunch of different things for me. What did that quote mean for you? Well, you know, I think we live in a society, and certainly been there myself all the way from back to the Garden of Eden where blame, we like to blame. Yeah. You know, we don't ever want to take ownership of, of our actions. Um, and and sometimes we make, like we think the, the best thing is making no decision or if I don't make a decision then I'm safe. <laughs> well, you are, you are making a decision by not making a decision, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, or sometimes we think, you know, we'll make decisions just that might hurt somebody else. Like I want to hurt, they hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them. Right. Or, you know, um, or we have those vices that we go to and in reality, we're actually hurting our family, but we're actually hurting ourselves too. So I think it, his book, uh, it was from Atomic Habits, an incredible book on mm -hmm. habit structure, not just for, for, for weight. It certainly talks about everything. You know, for those of you, those are listening, maybe from a faith background, it can deal with, you know, your spiritual habits, um, your financial habits. You know, how do you save? How do you spend? Um, it all starts with one vote. And we vote every day on numerous things mm -hmm. and um, without realizing it. And that's why it's called a habit. 
um, because it's just done habitually without us thinking about it. Um, most people drove to work the same way they drive to work every day. They have not even, they just put it on autopilot and got there without thinking of how they got there. Um, and, and that's just the way we choose a lot of times to live our life. And I just got sick of living it that way six years ago. And that's why sitting on the beach, feeling very overweight with all these uh, other people in their little uh, speedos, you know, here's here I am there, you know, feeling very uncomfortable. It was kind of one of those push moments where, okay, Bernie, you got to make the decision. And now, you know, six years later, um, helping people along their pathway and now even gave me the courage, honestly, that transformation, that yes, gave me the courage to make a decision to after 38 years of, of doing something that I've done, which could be considered comfortable, safe, salary, you know, uh, benefits, mm -hmm. um, security, to make a decision in, in over the last couple of years, but a decision in January this year to, to make a career change and to embark on something um, which has then opened up a whole new, you, you just said it, you know, about all the no's, you know, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur creating some space, you know, you have a lot of conversations, but you also have some no's and uh, that can create a whole new set of, so I, I certainly don't come from a place of perfection with, with these things um, because it's, it's an ongoing battle, but mm -hmm. I, I, I just choose to let the other side win more than the other side, so to speak. And uh, um so that, yes, empowered me to, six years later, create a whole nother area of ministry. And it's exciting. It's just exciting to partner with people and um, just to be there. As well, you know. you're talk about helping people get unstuck, man. I mean, when, when somebody's overweight, like you, it, it's like you're trapped, trapped in your own situation, mm -hmm. trapped in this thing you've been trapped in for such a long time. So I can't imagine the feeling you're getting from having people break through the feeling you got from breaking through in that. Nothing and like it. The, the when you see somebody else get unstuck from that and break through that, I'm just feeling myself what that would feel like. The reward that would come from that has to be huge to see that when somebody shows up differently, like they yeah. physically look different, they feel different, they act different. They're, they're a different human, right? Yeah, let me let me take one minute and I'm just gonna tell you a story. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, I had a friend, um, uh, try not to go into too many details here, but I had a friend um, a little older than me um, and I could tell she'd been kind of um, watching my stuff. And, you know, I just, you always kind of know that person has an interest at least in what you're doing. And um, long story short, I got on a health assessment with her and as you know, it was a friend. So I knew, I knew a little bit of her background, but you know, it's sad that we allow so many years to go by with things inside of us that aren't dealt with. So her story was when she was six years old, she was always kind of a bigger boned little girl. And um, her mom said something to her as a six year old that like went deep into her heart. Hmm. So I'm on this health assessment with this lady who was probably 62 and you know, one of the things we try to do on the assessments is to get to more of the root of, you know, it's more than M&Ms and donuts and pizza. You know, there's there's a reason sometimes that people go there. And, and you know, she began to really, you know, it, obviously it comes down to her being willing to share. But like she told me that story with tears in her eyes of like, I, I've believed that my whole life. You know, and here yeah. she is. She's a person of faith. She's served other women to bring freedom to other women. Yeah. Um, she's a leader. 
And yet she believed that lie as a six-year-old girl and had lived with it, hated her, hated her, hated food, hated her image, mm. hated everything about all of that that was associated with her physical temple. And, you know, to help her, like, be able to take a picture without feeling shameful, like to be able to take a picture with her, grandparents, her grandkids without hiding behind it. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, we have breakthrough in churches, you know, obviously relationship with God for those that are faith minded. Um, but it's so weird how this diet can bring, if allowed, can bring breakthrough in much deeper, deeper areas and areas. And then when somebody gets this, this straight up here and this straight, it shows up in, in, in their, in their body, in their temple. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it is, it's, it's a game changer. Never, I didn't, I, I avoided coaching. I, I, I just kept referring people to my coach. And there was this one man in my church. It was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, no, he said, what are you doing? And he needed help. And I finally just had to come to grips with the fact that God was actually opening up a whole new platform of ministry. Um, cause I do look at it as ministry. Uh, and I kind of at that that point I could only tell him I could only tell him no like four times I'm like dude just right. just let it go so you can only tell God no so many times right well that's, that's the bottom line, he's yeah. like come on man come on Bernie yeah. let's get it again <laughs> we're trying to um, I'm trying to get you to launch this business <laughs> it's been a game changer it's been so so rewarding and um, and I said this just a minute ago but it's actually been a good source of accountability for me too because at this point. If I was to go backwards and there's been seasons, I remember COVID came, man, I wasn't in church. I mean, we didn't have Easter. It was the first Easter ever. I've not been in church. And so my kids were, some of my kids were here, you know, we're eating a little different and here comes like 10, 12 pounds. It's like, hmm, I got to draw this in. So I called my coach, man, I got, I got to, I, I need some accountability here. And um, um, so it's certainly not a place of perfection, but it's yeah. actually been something that has kept me perhaps during rougher seasons to be from going backwards so to speak yeah so. it's a good thing right i mean boy being accountable is everything mm -hmm. you know being accountable is really really important and it, it, it oftentimes i mean who wants to be accountable uh, when i was i, I still I, I still wrestle with this like ugh, I, I wake up every day and have to be accountable is like you think it, you can look at it as a burden but it's not a burden it's a blessing to be accountable yeah. right it's a real blessing because you're it's not only helping other people, but you're helping yourself. And it's really, really cool to hear your story and how you've gone through this, man. I, I encourage people to reach out to you and and talk to you about if it's if it is weight loss or if it is coaching, whatever that might be. They just want to have a conversation with you. Uh, the best place to get a hold of you, as far as I know, is McGrawCoachingSolutions.com. Any other way you'd like them to reach out to you? No, I mean, that's fine. They can certainly connect there and um, um, or follow me on, you know, I'm on Facebook. Um, just my name. You'll find me there. Picture of my beautiful wife and myself and uh, as a profile pic. But um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I just encourage people. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until a decision is made. And, mm -hmm. and, and these are just certain areas that we've talked about today. But if I can just be honest, it's every area. Like we can just think about it all we want. We can hope for it. We can wish for it. We can even pray for it. But God does not force anything on us. And so mm -hmm. it always comes down to the yes from a, from a heart before change takes place. And we always want to see the change take place. And then we give the yes. And that's not the way God works. It's always <laughs> you say yes, you come and let me change you. And um, 
we just don't always get to decide the the, the car in which we ride during the change and to get to the destination. But mm. uh, I'm forever grateful, and you know, I just I just always encourage somebody be the best you possible. Um, you deserve your family deserves it, but but more than that, you deserve it. Like you deserve to be the best version of yourself. And I chose at age 54 to tackle some really tough things in my life. And um, I'm 60 now, and I'm so thankful. It's a different world for me, different life for me. Yeah. And um, I'm just thankful, thankful to have that accountability. And it, accountability is not bad. I think I think we interpret, Rob, accountability is that I'm weak. Well, I am weak. That's why I was 76 pounds overweight. <laughs> I, I was weak in that area, and I needed an accountability partner. Yeah. Um, you might be a leader that is struggling with your business or your staff or your whatever Sometimes you need to reach out. I've, I've also found out in the last few months that people might assume that coaching is a sign of weakness, like linking arms with you as a coach, me as a coach. That's a sign of weakness. No, I have a coach. I actually have a coach that I talk to. If you're uh, a coach who doesn't have a coach, then you're not going to be a very good coach. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I unashamedly say I need help. You know, I, I need I, I don't have all the answers. Um, but I've leaned into people that 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 can help me and guide me, and um, yeah. so I'm loving I'm loving this stage of life, and I've um, just had my seventh. You mentioned it, my seventh grandbaby two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So life is good. Life is really good. Amazing, Bernie. Well, thank you coming on for coming on here. Thanks for being a friend. Thank you for sharing your story, and thank you for being a part of the Unstuck movement. God bless you, man.